de Punk Rocket Show, épisode 64. I'm your host, my name is Emily Plamondon and I live in Quebec City, Canada. I love punk rock, ska and hardcore music and I love to discover bands from all around the world and interview amazing artists. If it's your first time with me, welcome on board! Today you're gonna hear the second part of the conversation I had with Joe Raposo, aka Lil Joe of Black Wagon and RKL, Rich Kids on LSD. Part one was last week on the previous episode. I'm also a punk man due to bands Bishop Green from Vancouver in Canada and Take the Reins from Chicago. The show is starting now, I hope you're ready guys. Hello dear punk rockers, how are you today? I'm good, but I have a cold, damn it. So annoying. <laughs> I had to cancel the coffee with my dad. We were supposed to go hang out in some music stores. Actually, I feel pretty good, but I have like congestion. My eyes are crying. <laughs> And I have a little weird throat. You can probably hear that. So I was a little disappointed to cancel my dad, but at the same time, I'm having a nice weekend, totally alone at home. No, that's not true. I'm with Metalisha. <laughs> and we've been listening to some vinyl and watching sci-fi movies since the beginning of the weekend. Feel good. I really hope I could feel better tomorrow. And I hope all the symptoms will, will go away because I really want to see the band choke. But mm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't want to. Even if it's not COVID, I got a test. I got the cold from my boyfriend. <laughs> and it wasn't COVID. So... But even if it's not COVID, I just don't want to spread that cold to people. But Choke is an amazing band to watch live, I guess. We'll see. I still have hope. <laughs> so what's up in your life, punk rockers? For me, um, I don't have anything new this week. I'm still working on my new band. We have uh, almost a song ready. I can't wait to release it. It makes me so happy to work on this project. And it's something I really wanted to do since a long time. Having my own bands and write my own lyrics. Feels good. I'm 38 years old and I'm not done starting new projects. <laughs> hey, have you heard the new Rise Against surprise new EP? It's called Nowhere Generation 2. And it was recorded during the same sessions as the, um, the latest album, Nowhere Generation. And of course, it's produced by Bill Stevenson. I love surprises like this. <laughs> Thank you, Rise Against. Also, I think you have to, to listen to the new Dreadnought song. It's called Battleford 8085. And we can find it on their new upcoming album, Roll and Go. It's gonna be released on June 24th on Stomp Records. Okay, I'm very distracted right now because... One of my neighbors is playing like a very loud keyboard. <laughs> they're playing like, fly me to the moon. But like they, they're practicing, so they made mistake and it's fine. I, I play piano, I, I make mistakes all the time. But I think they're playing outside or with the window <laughs> wide open. So it's kind of distractive right now. <laughs> Lisa, knock off that bracket. But I will encourage everyone who wants to play music for sure. So I'm not, I don't want to tell them like, shut up. I'm happy for them. It's just very distra distracting while I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> anyway. 
I think it's time to listen to some music. <laughs> Among the vinyl I've been listening to this weekend, there was the new Bishop's Green album. It's called Black Skies. It was released really recently on Pirates Press Records. So this street punk band is from Vancouver in Canada and was formed in 2011. I love all this new Black Skies album. It was a pleasure to spin it multiple times this weekend. My favorite song, I think it's Empty Street. So that's the song I want you to listen with me right now. I love the vibe so much and I'm pretty sure you're gonna like it too. Let's go.
Holy shit, my neighbor is playing the Titanic song. Listen. Near, far. So today I'm very happy to present you part two of my chat with Lil Joe from Lagwagon and RKL. And this week we talked about the end of RKL. And by the way, you definitely have to check the new Alive in a Dive album of RKL. It was released really recently on Fat Records. Hey punk rockers, do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, The Willem Scream, Mute, Implant, Darko, Kool-Aid, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Picnic, The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends of Rum, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much The Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> If yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Also, Joe talked a lot about Derek Plord. It was an emotional moment and I'm very grateful he shared some stories with us. Ah, wow. The punk rock world is still grieving, Derek, as well as other punk rockers who left this planet way too early. We also talked about bass playing. He answered to some of the listeners' questions. It was a very fun time. Thank you so much, Joe, for your time. We had a long and deep chat. It was amazing. So during the interview, you'll hear the RKL live song, Beautiful Feeling, and the Lagwagon song, Heartbreaking Music. Enjoy, and please give me some feedback about this interview on social medias. All the links are in the show notes. And also don't forget to listen to part one on the previous episode. And now the conclusion. Some people told me like, They were kind of disappointed that RKL never become like as no, they were huge, but you know, compared to no effects for to to bad religion, like but I think it's probably because of the breakups and the, the change, yeah. probably because there's no reason it wouldn't get that way. Uh, if we if we never broke up in 89 and kept on doing like follow-up albums, especially if we if we captured, you know, the attention of Brett yeah, exactly. And, and Epitaph Records at that time, and you know, uh, or or any kind of other record label that Alternative mm -hmm. Tentacles or whatever other label that was like a little bit bigger and had it their shit more together. I think Epitaph, since they were already putting out like um, uh, uh, no effect stuff, like they were they were putting out stuff at that time. So yeah, like I think we would have been really big, you know, especially with like new music and and making it more like. Uh, I don't know. I I I don't want to use mainstream because it's not like punk rock was never really mainstream. No, but I I under I understand. It, it, it became mainstream by association. But RKL has always been like like you know a bad religion fan, and and we could have just put our heads together and said you know how do we do this and still have like a progressive sound and 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 kind of refine it a little bit more you know, instead of having it be all over the place. You know what I mean? Like we could have done something really uh, creative, 
smart. Yeah. I think. And if we would have done that, I mean, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Right. But, but uh, Richard Sarags did, did really well, but we broke up again after that. Yeah. I was going back there. Yeah. You broke up again. <laughs> we broke up again. And the reason why we did that is because, uh, Jason had started to do drugs again. Uh. And, um, Yeah. And it's just sad. You know, it always goes back to that thing because like, I mean, once you have an addiction, it's, it's really hard, especially, you know, something like heroin, you know, it's really, it's, it's really hard to quit and always had been like, like a thorn in, in, in Jason's side. I, I don't know if Bomber uh, later on was, was doing that, mm -hmm. but I know he had like dabbled in like speed and stuff. And, um, But he was doing really good at the time before before his death. And I have a story later on about that. But let me continue, try to continue on with the story because you said a brief history and there's no way yeah, that no, I can explain but, it. No, but, I mean, but at least you get these little tidbits yeah. of information and stories on the you way. Don't know, you don't know this, but I'm, you're answering to lots of my questions just by talking. Oh, okay, cool. So it's great. I love this. And um, I mean... Perfect. The, The main topic is the, the the live album that's coming soon. But like, I think it's so important because it's a live album. So for me, it was super important to know the history and your insights. Yeah. And I, and I had said this, I think for, you know, like the, the, the fat, like kind of promo thing and whatever. But I think this release at this at this time is, is such a great homage to like, to like everybody who was in this band and, and, and is no longer on the planet anymore, you know, like Derek Plord was in RKL and, yeah, and exactly. then, and then, and then Bomber and, and Jason, um, you know, dead Ted too, that we wrote song about. These are all people that are very close to us. Um, Danny Seitz, uh, it, it also has a, a terminal illness as well right now. And oh. so, uh, Yeah, they talk about it on, on Fat Mike's Fat Mike. He has a, a podcast with Danny. So um, you, can, you can, I don't want to go into the details of it, but you can kind of like. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll listen. See what's going on in that interview. But, uh, but yeah, so like, this is a great point in time. It's like, it, it's per, it's Danny's artwork on it. it it's, it's like such a, such a great recording. It showcases everybody's skills and talents and, And so um, it, it's a great yeah. legacy. Uh, to have you said that point. you don't mm -hmm. remember this specific show, but afterward, when you're listening to the album now, how, how do you feel? It's I wish my bass player was better. But oh yeah, <laughs> well, you're that kind <laughs> I, of person. I, like I, oh, I was. Not, I was. <laughs> but it's not. But but it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's just you know, there's like little like I drop out in places, and I'm like, why am I dropping out all the time? Like. Do I, am I cramping up? And then, and then that's when I remember, yeah, oh, I had a broken figure. That's you were right. 18. So it was you were like, 18. You know, so you were 18 or 19. <laughs> well, it wasn't broken. It was, uh, it was fractured. Yeah, but you were so. really young. You, st you were still learning. It's so normal, but I understand. But like, yeah, yeah. But, um, but everybody else played fantastic. Like Bombers playing is yeah. just, it's insane how fucking gnarly is drums are on this recording uh, because it's funny because on the promo it says like there's no puke on this recording and i was like oh thank you because i have a puke phobia <laughs> and i know that it could like puke on the on demands every time and i was like 
I won't listen to that because I, I have panic attacks if I hear puke noise. So when I read that, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it like fully. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was before Jason started oh. puking. That was like the richest of rags days when he started doing that. He got it. He got an eat shit tattoo on his butt. It's like on the album. You can see it. So it always show his ass. He'd fucking say like eat yeah. shit. And it's just like vulgar and rude, you know, like he changed his whole, like he was just, he was still Jason, but he's like a fatter version, <laughs> but he still moved around a lot. And it's just like puke and, and just do all this fucking vulgar yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Like, that was his character. <laughs> so it, that, that was those days. So, so in, in, the, in the late eighties, you're, you're fine. There's no, there's Good. no puke in there. That's like more like mid nineties. <laughs> the puke era was in the mid nineties. <laughs> Well, I think it was a little bit later too when we got back together again. Yeah. So, so I got to get to the yeah, end of the I'm story, listening. I guess. Yeah, right. Good. Okay. So, so, uh, so we broke up, riches to rags, right? And then, and then it, it just everything just pretty much dried up. And this is this is this is around the time where we're like trying to do another RKL thing or or form something like Chris Rest, Dave Ron. Uh, Barry Ward on, on guitar and me on bass, you know, and we just needed to find uh, a singer. And, and I think we're at that point, we were like actually looking at Spike oh, yeah. from the gimmies, you know, nice. it's like, you know, to, to come in and do shit. And that that's around the time where we're like Derek Plord got like, he, he bailed Lagwagon and then Lagwagon started poaching all of our yeah, players. There's a part of the story where everyone, I think Joey, sang a little in RKL what I, or played guitar am I wrong well I, it's that was like oh, in the beginning okay, before, before RKL before. Like, had recorded any albums or anything like <laughs> okay. that so so he, he got asked to like he I think he got asked to play, play guitar or, or sing or something and And he's like, I, I'm not going to sing unless like my friend plays guitar or something like that some story yeah, okay. like that and then he's like and then he's like nah you know I'm not going to be a part of it Whatever. So that's his link to RKL. So story after you, right you, you were talking about Derek and like Lagwagon switching <laughs> members. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but we weren't doing anything at the time. I mean, you know, by all means, it, it was all fair game. Like, well, you didn't have anything going. We didn't have a singer. So, I mean, more power to Dave and Chris for getting that gig because now they could just continue to play music. But now they're actually getting money for it. You know, like Lagwagon's doing really good. They're playing the Warp Tours. They're having great European tours. So now, like, Dave doesn't have to do construction oh. anymore. Chris can keep on playing music. And then I'm just easier. like, I'm oh. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then again, I'm fucked. I'm like, okay, back to college oh, no. again. Like, what the fuck what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is like, what, like four years later? I could have graduated college like the last time RKL broke up. But, what? uh... Uh, so, uh, so what happened with me? Oh yeah. Uh, when those guys started playing for Lagwagon, I actually got, uh, into the video game industry, testing oh. video games. So I started working for Sega as like a customer service person answering calls. And then, and then I moved to, uh, video game testing for Sega. And then I started working for Sony PlayStation. And so this is like Sony PlayStation one. <laughs> You know, so this is like the, the, the 90s. And so I'm like, I was totally stoked. I'm like, oh, for playing music to play video games for a living? Like, I feel living blessed. Living the best you know? life. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm like, this is the raddest yeah. job ever. And then, uh, and then at that point, Bomber uh, called me up and he's like, I want to form RKL <laughs> again. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to play <laughs> drums. And, and what, what year was this? Yeah. I want to say that this was... I want to say that this was like 98 or 99, maybe 98 or 99. And, and he's like, I'm going to play drums. I want you to play bass. We're going to get Jason to sing. And then we're going to get Flip to play guitar and, and, uh, and Chris rest to play guitar. And at that point, I'm kind of like, nah, not going to do it. Yeah. You're like, I, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I, I understand. Totally. Oh uh, yeah. I'm like in, I'm like, in the video game industry now, I got You're like, job. I, I want to go to know. university. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck school. Like, I'm in the university of PlayStation. <laughs> no, you're like, I love school now because of you breaking up all the time. So, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, no, no money. And, and, you know, like, now I'm in my, like, late 20s and I'm starting a yeah. career. You know, it's just... It, so, so I just said no. I just didn't want to deal with Bomber stuff and then Jason's shit. And even though they were clean at the time, uh, I heard, you know, for a little while. Um, but but what they did was uh, instead of having me on bass, they got Bomber playing bass. Oh. And Derek Plord yeah. on drums. So that was the next form of our hail. <laughs> uh. Chris Flippin, Chris Rest, Derek Plord. Uh. Uh, those two guys playing guitars. Uh, Derek Plord playing drum. Uh, bomber on bass and then Jason on vocals. Yeah, that's that's rad. Yeah. Rad lineup. It's pretty. It's a pretty <laughs> rad lineup, but it was like a recipe for disaster uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> so so bomber like started doing drugs again, oh. smoking speed and doing all this shit, right? And uh, and and at this point, I think it was like like two uh, thousand. I was like working for a, a startup company in um, in San Francisco. I was doing uh, quality assurance for for this uh, work procurement HR type of, of software. They were, they were called eWork. Actually got bought out by Intuit, the people who make TurboTax back then. But I was working for them and then I got laid off because there was like the dot-com oh. boom in the early 2000s. So remember that? When, when everything just yeah. crashed. Like there were a whole bunch of startups and then, and then the internet, like all the startups just like totally crashed. So I lost my, I lost my job then and Bomber got kicked out of the band because he was doing drugs. And so they called <laughs> me up to see if I wanted to play bass. And I was like, fuck yeah. I just got on this like huge uh, severance package and I'm on unemployment and I, I don't got shit to do. And I was like, Hell fuck yeah. yeah. So that's the next yeah. formation of the band. That's when all stars now. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, we did some recordings, but we never got anything, like, uh, signed to a label. I mean, Malt Soda put some stuff out of our demos and stuff like that. It, it's called, um, uh, what the fuck is that album called? It's like, I think it's Come In, The Water's Fine or something. It's like they recorded a, a show at, two shows at The Pound in San Francisco. Um, and this was another formation of the band, too. Oh where Derek got kicked out because he, he was just, he was a high on heroin. Oh, all the time. Makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was like right before 
right? Like, I want to say like a couple of years Mm -hmm. uh, before he took his life as well. So we got Boz Rivera from, um, he played in the Mad Caddies. He played in uh, this band called The Other. Um, That was with Bomber too. I'm not going to skip that whole chapter because that wasn't even RKL. But, uh, but they, he was a, so he's a badass drummer as well. So, so he became the drummer mm-hmm. after Derek and that was that formation of the band. And then we recorded that album with a uh, malt soda yeah. called RKL. I think, I think it's come in, come on in the water's fine, or it might be uh, live at the pound. I'm not sure. I could look it up right now. Yeah. If you want me to. Enough. If you All want, right. or you can tell me after where you can write me a message or if you have time, let's go. Wow, that's a! Am- I really love this story. I make like links with all the other bands, and you just mentioned Mad Caddies. You played in Mad Cat in Mad Caddies too. I did not play in the Mad Caddies, no. no but Chris Rest and Boz oh. did. Thank you for uh, helping me with making <laughs> a big picture of that. Oh, good. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, I'm trying to find the. I think it was like. Um, I think it was on just CD or something like hmm. that. Uh, let's see. Trying to find it. Yeah, come on, come on in. The water's fine. Okay, I'll take a note of that. That's what it's called. Okay, sorry no, to fine. to kind of derail this conversation, but I could I could send you the link. Yeah. Um, so that got recorded, and it's a cool album. It's a live album, you know, and it, it has a really cool lineup of RKL too. Uh, okay, so. So we continue on this path with Bomber, or sorry, not Bomber, but Boz as mm-hmm. the drummer. And then and then we record some demos and stuff like that, w- which were really cool. And, and I believe that that's on that album. And then this is when Jason's starting to get like really mm-hmm. bad into his heroin addiction. Oh. And I mean, it, it was it was so bad. I, I won't go no, into detail, fine. but mm-hmm. like you know, it, it was like he started getting abscesses on his arms from when he shot oh, and started no. like, it, it was really bad. Um, mm. And, uh, and so, you know, like we were just like, what are we going to do? And we couldn't find him. Like we, there was a point where we couldn't even find him for like three months. Like we didn't know where he was at trying to, you know, look everywhere for him. And, and then, um, And then that's when he decided to get help. Like, he's like, that's it. I need to go and get help. And then, so he went to Mexico uh, to get uh, uh, this procedure. And, um, and I think it's, uh, I, I think the root is called Ibogaine. It's, it's like, what they do is, is they break down this root and um, they're, they're supposed to put it through an IV And I, I also believe it's like a heavy psychedelic too, but what it's supposed to do, it's, it's supposed to just flush your system out completely. So you have like no craving for anything that you were addicted to mm. before. Right. Um, but there was a complication during the procedure where something got lodged into his, his bloodstream mm. and um, it, it, started hemorrhaging oh. and he, he just died oh. under the procedure. So that's when RKL just became yeah. put. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then shortly after that, um, Derek, Derek oh. dies 
and then Bomber dies. And so, yeah. And that's the end of that Oof, story. That's hard. So it's within like a year or two, like, or sure. I want to say that, yeah, it was like all happened within that's a couple a of lot. years. That's crazy. It's a huge loss for a short period of totally. time. Totally. Oof. I can't for imagine sure. how you yeah. were feeling at this time. Well, I was actually in a, another side band with Derek Plord called Jaws. I have questions about that from the listeners. Yeah, they remember. <laughs> and uh, and we were recording a demo, a Jaws demo. And I think you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, Carter Benson from the Mad Caddies. Like, he's one, one of the guitar players. And um, and he just like was was like, you know, do, do you guys want to jam? Well, actually, he was... I was living with Derek Plord up in the city and we had a studio and Carter actually came up to jam with, with, uh, with Derek, you know, and, and I would come home from work. This was, this was when I was working at, at PlayStation and, um, and I would hear them jamming and I'd be like, what are you guys jamming? Like, is it cool if I join in, you know? And they're like, yeah, sure. Because we had a studio inside the house. Like it was a warehouse, but, but we made it like into like a big, huge jam room and a recording room too. Mm. So, so, and then that's how that all started. Mm. And then we were actually at Orange Whip in um, Santa Barbara recording and, and Derek was like totally clean. Uh, and then I just come in one morning and he's just fucking oh, no. wasted. Like he's just sitting on the couch in front, like eating popcorn And it's just like going all over, and he's like, "Dude, it sucks." Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, "Fuck." Yeah, and it wasn't too long after mm. that where so people, I think, with people year, are still so sad about that. Every t every time I play Lagwagon, it's because it's mostly Lagwagon that reminds people of of Derek. But like every t every okay, time, every yeah. time people are like still super sad. It's Big loss. Mm. Derek was Derek was an awesome drummer, mm -hmm. you know, and he's so fucking funny. He's like one of the funniest people I think I've ever known in my whole life, you know. Um, but he, you know, like, and he was really cool, but very cynical all the time. I mean, he was just so sarcastic and cynical and just like kind of like dark, like his humor, like. He'd really fuck you up. Like he'd burn you so hard that you like couldn't do anything about it. Like he'd be like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you fucking got me. And he's like, you fucking Zern and just walk away, just laughing. But you like appreciated that humor because you know, that's, that's pretty much kind of like the humor that we have in Santa Barbara and kind of how we fuck around with each other, you know? So, but he was like the fucking master at it. <laughs> he's like sensei, like no one could ever get reached his level Of, of that type of humor. You, you know? have to, it's pretty you radical. need to have a very small ego <laughs> to, uh, to deal with this kind of jokes or it was like more like soft than I thought. Well, I mean, if there, and even if you had a fucking big ego, like there's nothing you could do. Like even if you wanted to like think fast and like retort, okay, you could so There's, there's no, no way. way. The master had got you and you were wow. fucked. And you're just like sitting there and people are just like laughing at you and just whatever. You're just like, God damn it, Derek. You fucking want to kill him. But 
there's nothing you can do, you know? Oh my God. Because a lot of it was a truth. <laughs> But that's what I said. You have to not to have a big ego because you could be mad and like stay mad. <laughs> so you need to have a, have a humility with that kind of joke. But I love that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I'd um, met him. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite people of all time. Also, one of the people I fucking hate too <laughs> but you know it's the people you love exactly. to hate you know but um but yeah man it, it was awesome i mean i i can't even call myself a drummer but the, one of my like favorite memories because living in the mm -hmm. house with him would be like drumming with him because we'd have two oh. kits set up because he had two bands practicing in there and so like i was actually kind of learning how to play drums oh. a little bit you know but but he would be in there like jamming to like all kinds of shit like james brown or like or like cake and like really sitting and grooving on it so i'd be like if he was in there like jamming to like a band or something mm -hmm. on, the, on the on the pa i'd come in there too and just start trying to you know get it as well but i just never kept up with it so i never became a good drummer. oh thank you for um, for telling me but, but it was just like really fun you know and he didn't give a shit that i sucked or whatever yeah. just be like looking at you go yeah dude get it yeah he was just having it. lots of fun and <laughs> love to show oh, you yeah. stuff yeah. oh that's great i'm so happy you're sharing this with me makes me happy and a little sad too <laughs> yeah i mean it's a bummer you know but What are you going to do? That's life. Okay. So I'm going out to the guy that made up the name. His name's Punky. Happened one night when we were all fucked up on acid. Cops came to the house, threw a battery through the front window. Punky turned around and said, come on in, the water's fine. And then looked at me and said, that's a beautiful feeling.
Oh, that's a good history of RKL. I learned so many things. I'm excited for the, the, the album to be released. The artwork is fantastic. The vibe, we can hear the vibe. I love that. I don't notice your bass, like you said. Like, I mean, I noticed that it's good. Like the first song, we definitely hear a very nice bass intro. Like, I, I, but I know you're critical with yourself. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, like there's the, the 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 little Joe that played on that album and the, the little Joe bass player that exists right now are basically kind of like two different people. Like that dude was just ferocious and fucking all over the place. And even though I can't play like that now, because, you know, like my joints and everything else like that, and you know what I mean? I'm like not 17 anymore, you know? I mean, I could maybe if I practiced a lot, but I don't really practice a lot. So, uh, no, but you're always on um, tour. <laughs> like you're all. Yeah, you're, that's my practice. Pretty playing. much, it's like practice is practice, and then touring is practice, and then you know, a lot of like people really like to get down with it. And then I, I see all these fucking kids on YouTube that are like, you know, 10 years old, and they're doing fucking bass arpeggios and shit like that, and like slapping. I'm like, I'm never going to be yeah. able to do that. There's no fucking way. I, I just don't have the time to put into yeah. it. I'm an adult. I yeah, have a life. Sometimes when you're not on tour, you'll probably want to do something else. Like, I don't know. Are yeah, you? Exactly. Uh, someone you told know? me that you're a horror movie fan. Is it true? I've never found the answer. I don't know if it's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a horror movie yeah. fan. And, and so is, uh, so is my girlfriend, Kelly. Yeah. We, we, we love it. You know, we love all those fucking movies like Halloween. She was, she was born very close to oh. Halloween, you know? So, <laughs> She's always been into that shit and I've always been into it, but I think it became more, uh, I, I, I don't know, just, it just like made me more of a horror fan than what it was actually oh. was because she's like a huge horror fan. And I was like, Oh fuck. I love it too. Then I started learning, you know, a lot more and watching more movies and seeing movies I've never seen before. And I was like, Oh man, this is fucking awesome. You know? So, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, What was I going to say? Because uh, hmm. we've been talking yeah. for a while. Thank you. Um, That's amazing. Oh, I wanted to mention, uh, and I want to ask <gasps> you a question. Okay. <laughs> well, you like, to, you like to make playlists, yes. right? You said, you said you love to make playlists. Okay, well, well I've never stopped working in, in technology and, and doing testing and stuff like that. And last, last job I had before the job I'm in now was working for mm -hmm. Facebook for, for oh. their VR, for Oculus. Um, but I'm working for a uh, tech company now, and it's a startup. And what it is, it's actually a social music app that uses, uses playlists uh, as its um, main connection for socializing with people instead of, like, pictures, oh videos, God. and stuff like that. That's insane. And I think you totally yeah, love it. Yeah, show me. Send me some links. I need this. Yeah, so it's called mixtape social oh. music. Wow, that's interesting. I don't yeah. know that. And I, and I think you should make an account and be a part of it if you like making yes. playlists. So, so I can um, if if you send me uh, I guess an email through yes, through Melanie I'll do or something that. that we can connect, and I'll send you all the links to like all the stuff that that I can find about the hard that's interesting. stuff. And then I'll also send you like my. I just made an Instagram yes. account. I hate, like, it's funny. I work for social media companies or social companies and social tech companies. 
but I hate fucking social media. I understand, media. <laughs> but I, yeah, um, yeah, I followed you. But it's kind of like one of those things, but I just made an Instagram account, so people want to follow my Instagram yes. Uh, you can put that up. Yeah, too I'm going to put so. all the links in the show notes. I have like maybe one or two last questions from the listening uh, the listeners. Okay, so oh, go ahead. Shoot, so you played in RKL, which was big. You play, you're still playing in La Guagan. So what would be your next like music dream? A music for, dream? For, for Jeez, us, it's like, it's like the top already, but maybe he has like a dream here. Like. I'm I'm too old, man. My dreams are over. <laughs> I'm too old for dreams. Maybe you're just happy. <laughs> like if I if I if I died right now, and I'm not saying I'm going to or anything no, else no. like that. But if I was in a, a car accident or something bad happened to me, uh, I had a yes, blessed life. Okay. So I'm happy with with whatever happened. I mean, good and bad, right? It makes you grow as a person. It makes you go through these mm -hmm. experiences experiences makes you a, a, a better I hope it makes you a better person but but yeah so I'd be I'd be quite happy but um I, I guess I guess if I had a, like a dream band to be with and now this is not even a reality too because of another horror tragic thing that happened would be I'd love to play bass for like like a band like the Foo Fighters yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> totally I understand um you know yeah. what I mean but probably not going to happen anymore. So Dave Grohl, if you're out there, you need a bass player for your next, for your next project. Oh, so yeah, throw this in the universe and I'm going to throw something too in the universe. My biggest dream okay. would be to back vocal Joey Cape someday to do some back vocals. I'm throwing <laughs> this in the universe. <laughs> okay, well, throw it in, into the uh, uh, universe and then, and then, Have you ever uh, done a, a podcast no, with Joey? No, not yet. I'll do, eventually. Wow. I'll throw this in the universe. Or uh, uh, for a Lagwagon um, acoustic set. <laughs> uh, not oh, going to okay. happen. That's, that's, all, that's all Joey Cape's solo stuff. My band, <laughs> I had a duet. Uh, we're not playing together, but we opened for Joey Cape Acoustic in Quebec City like uh, three years ago. I think we saw you. We saw oh, you nice. There. Anyway. So you, oh, was I uh, there? You, you, but Lagwagon was playing, and I think you were at this acoustic show. What I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. actually. I do. We were playing like the small festival out by uh, the water. Uh, on, under some highways. Like a little under beach. Under some highways. It was under highways in Quebec City. Oh, oh I thought it was another show. I don't know, man. They all kind of yeah, blend you together. You do a lot. But, yeah, yeah. but I, I do. Uh, it was Evolve or Envol, something like Envol that. Avol and Macadam. Yes. Avol and Macadam. Yeah. Okay. Now you posted I remember. A picture. You, post, you posted a picture of that on your one of your four Instagram pictures are about that. So. I know all four, right? <laughs> Not, yeah. So. But it's going <laughs> off, man. I have like 250 followers yeah. now. It's going off. <laughs> That's great. And okay, so someone has a very interesting question because you had such a very like interesting music life, personal life. So have you thought about writing a book, a biography, like an oral history of RKL, like something? Okay, here's, here's the problem. Uh, most of the time when I was doing these tours, 
I was like super fucked up. I wasn't super fucked up on high or mm-hmm. on hard drugs. No, never got into heroin or anything else like that. Thank yeah. goodness. But uh, I have like what you call wet brain because I just drank a lot and I partied yeah. a lot. So I don't really remember shit to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, and, and to even think about the idea, I'd, I'd have to be sober for like probably like two years and see if any of those oh, brain cells come yeah, back. I see. But you could do like, uh, I love the leftover crack um, biography because they interviewed like thousands of people about the band. So it could be something really fun. Oh, that would be, that would be way better because I wouldn't have to work yeah, exactly. for it all. I could just hire yeah. someone to get the information for me yeah. and then I could write the book and take all mm-hmm. the credit. Hey, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to do I that. I love those, those books. It's so good. And I'm sure you're a good well, historian. For real. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny how I got through that whole, uh, you know, history of yeah. RKL thing. I guess I still have some of it in there. I just don't have all, like, all the really cool, funny stories and stuff like that, you know? Like, you know who remembers shit like that is, is Chris yeah. Flippin. He fucking, he's like, he retains so much information about so many, like, like funny stories of everything. And he's just such a funny guy, the way he's a good storyteller too. So he's just really funny the way he tells the stories because he always remembers the funniest shit. And I think the reason why is because, because he's, he's a stoner, Mm. you know? (laughs) So no, but seriously, like, like THC does something in in your mind where it like connects the dots. Like that's what it does. So, so even though you have like short term memory loss or something else like that, The long-term shit and what retains is like, is way more substantial. Wow. Yeah. At least that's my theory (laughs) about it. Probably. And I smoked pot for the longest time too. Like from, I think when I was 13 to about 27 and, and 27, I was working for Sony PlayStation. I remember this because I was like, uh, I'm like, where's all my fucking money going? I don't have any money in the bank. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. I spent all my money on pot. (laughs) Oh, I can't smoke pot. Last time I did was in Amsterdam. It's so cliche, but it's true. And like, I went to bed right after and I was like, my brain was so fucked up. I was, I was thinking that I had to, to think about my heart beating and my lungs to breathe. So I was oh, like, right. okay, now it's time to breathe. Okay. Heart, heart, heart. Okay. It's, now it's time to breathe again. And it lasted for like four hours. I was so busy sleeping and I was like, I can't no. <laughs> Oh, that's some fucking heavy shit there. You can't fuck around with Amsterdam. I mean, now in California, it's like you have all the dispensaries. I mean, shit, I can't do it either. So so when I quit pot, like the first time, it was to save money. I'm like, I have this killer job, so I'm just going to quit, and I'm just going to try to save money. And then like in like, I think, two months, I saved like 2,500 bucks. I'm like, that's the most money I had in like my, my bank account. And I'm like... Holy shit, this is working out. I'm like, this is cool, you know? Uh, but but after that, like, I, I just can't smoke it. You know, when I smoke it, I just become crazy. Yeah. Like, it just That's out fun. of my mind. Um, and and if it's, like, really super good shit, it, it's like, I, there, there's no, no way. There's no way. And, and I'll take a hit from time to time. And then I remember why, like, I don't do it anymore. I don't do it every day, you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. Far and few between or not at all these yeah. days. So, <laughs> so that's... Yeah, but, go 
ahead. But I could, I still consider myself to be a stoner, but I'm just not a practicing <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> not practicing. No, that's okay. You still have the minding, yeah. the mindset of a stoner, like, yeah. Yeah, Good. exactly, exactly. So thank you. That I don't have any more questions. I mean, we could talk still for like four days, probably, because it's very fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stories and everything, but we, we don't have a lot of time in the day. And I have to actually head out pretty soon for Lagwagon. Yay, practice, good. So. so thank you so much. I'm going to see you uh, at Trois Rivières in July for uh, the Festivois. You're going to play there. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the uh, one festival that we're going to do um, when we fly back from probably. Europe. I think that's like we fly Early, from Europe, then we go yeah. to the festival, then Early we fly. July. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like we're gonna have all our shit with us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're a one-off. So wow. I'm gonna see you there. Okay. Can't well, wait. Uh, I'll yeah. see you there. Thank I'll you. Say hi. I can't wait all for right. the album to be released. I'm gonna put all the links in the show notes, and uh, listeners are gonna love it. So thank you for your time. Yeah, and also, and, and also, sorry to interrupt you, but also. You got to tell everybody about Mixtape Social Music. We're trying to get the app up and running. And so we want people to download it. And then you become, you can become a fan of me and then and see all the mixtapes that I've made. So cool. I'm going to write Melanie right now so she can put us in contact through emails. Or I'm going to send you a DM on Instagram. Go check your DMs. Okay. Your messages. Good. All right, cool. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye, everybody, bye. and bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> Recording stop.
The last song for today is for the band Take the Reins from Chicago. They just released a new single and a music video for their new song, I'm at Your Door. They're gonna release a new album on June 22nd on Flat Hat Records and Bearded Punk Records. I'm very excited about this album and the vinyl look amazing. There's an anxious hesitation I feel when you call my name From all the failed attempts at getting through Trying to explain And I have come to realize that lately I don't feel the same And I'm not here to say hello I came to say goodbye And I know you know there's something wrong So I'm not gonna lie Here in your bed of this and shit I've come to give you all the reasons why Been broken, my eyes wide open. I can't keep hoping now that you'll be someone else. I'm at your door, feeling lost and jaded. Best you created now. I'm at your door for all the times I've hated you for wanting more. And this you can't ignore. I'm at your door. Thank you 
so much for listening. If you want to support the show, it's easy. You can subscribe and share the episodes on your social medias. You can tag me. You can give me some feedback. You can rate it on um, Apple Podcast and now on Spotify. If you want to give me some money, I'll take it because hosting a podcast represents a lot of fees that you don't know about. So if you want, you can subscribe to the Patreon if you want to have access to a lot of exclusive content. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal or buy me a coffee. I need coffee. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for sponsoring the show. Thank you, Scott, for your edit and co-production. Next week, my guest is Maddie Grace. She's the front woman of the band Cluttered, Future Girls, and a lot of other projects. She also has her own solo project. We had a great chat together. But until then, punk your life and see you next week. <laughs>